Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. I'm Steve Watts, joined as always by my co-host Ty Patterson, and we're very sorry that we couldn't bring you a pod last week, some technical difficulties got in our way, and we just couldn't get the audio from one of our special guests. Today we are very excited to bring you a 32 superhero movie bracket, which I will break down momentarily, but before we get started, Ty, do you want to tell us what you watched this week? Steve, I know I'm always, I always have a short list, but this was just an even worse anomaly for me. I had an MJ flu game kind of week, but if it were three 10-hour workdays in a row. So I was prepared to come into this pod and tell you stories about, one, The Lighthouse, two, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, three, Past Lives, and frankly... Um, I, I make that four because I was going to see Asteroid City tonight, but I'm going through shipment projections for my job currently, and I have had to start work around seven thirty eight 8 in the morning and then don't get off of my final meetings until 6 o'clock, and for past lives, I, I was supposed to get off work around like 4.30 typically, and I'd be able to make the 5 o'clock showings. But I couldn't swing it because of these last-minute meetings I was getting thrown into. And then Asteroid City, same thing again tonight. I would have been able to make the 7 o'clock showing. But no, I had to go into the office today and didn't get off until 6 o'clock, so I wasn't going to make it. Scott Pilgrim, I was going to watch like on my lunch break the other day. Nope, didn't get to take a lunch. Shipment projections, <laughs> just had to get done before 1 o'clock, so couldn't do that. I did get to watch The Lighthouse, though, and that was a super fun fun one for me. My cousin has been sending me nonstop memes of uh, the government giving out lighthouses for free, and it's <laughs> me and bro snapshots of Defoe and Pattinson, like, <laughs> close-ups. So I got to watch it from a different lens this time, at least at the start, you know. Got to laugh at Defoe's dialogue, the farts. There were a lot of, like, good laughs. Awesome. How long have we been on this rock? But then... <laughs> It quickly turns into one of the creepiest movies you've ever seen. This is honestly like an eerie, uncomfortable watch at times. Would you agree? Uh, very. Yeah, that's yeah. I think what it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's alarming. It's I mean it's a it's a horror movie in in a sense, and I kind of forgot about that. The last like sequence of this movie, like legitimately shook me to my core again. I totally forgot about it so uncomfortable but a really good experience really good watch but that's all i could get to i had a lot more planned and just couldn't get to it you know life uh life gets in the way sometimes amen uh i i have a laundry list this week morgan has been out of town so i've got nothing to do um so i'm gonna read down this list and I'll stop at a couple of big ones to explain, but uh, for the most part, if you want to hear more about a movie, just just stop me, because I don't want to take the whole pod doing this. Oh my god, what'd you do? Like, watch 25 movies? Uh, close. <laughs> so I set the over-under for this at 9.5 previously. I'm going to up it to 15.5 to make it a little tougher on you. Okay, that's ridiculous. It's so unfair, because when I saw this line... I texted Steve and said, I'm letting you know I put my 401k on the over. This is an easy, <laughs> easy one. Um, but 
I don't know. The line keeps shifting over, which typically may scare somebody into taking the under, but I still think we're going over here. Smart man. I watched 21 movies this week. Oh, my <laughs> lord. All right. Uh, started out with Perfect Blue, which is a uh, Japanese animated kind of murder mystery. Uh, then moved on to my favorite Spider-Man movie, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Followed that up with the double feature, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, and then I also watched Superman. Followed that with The Strangers Pray at Night because I had a stars free trial and I wanted to watch one more movie on it. <laughs> uh, How was it? Terrible? It was, it lacked the charm that the first one did. Um, I was not a fan. Then I watched Jeepers Creepers, which is one of my good friend from college's, one of his favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's solid. Justin Long, great performance. Um, then I watched Scary Movie 2. And then I went on a gauntlet one night, starting at around midnight, I watched in chronological order, rather than release order, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and then a few days later I finished it off with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Holy cow. Um, do you still stand, do your rankings stand the same with the indie movies? Uh, yeah, mine go Last Crusade, uh, Raiders, and then Temple of Doom and Crystal School. Okay. I think a lot of people have that. Or they have Raiders and Crusade swapped. I I, 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 pers- I get it. I prefer one to three, but I understand the three to one argument. I love Connery. Um, yeah. Then I started my next director like filmography walk- watch through. Um, so I'm doing two directors this time. I'm switching between their movies and they are Cameron Crowe started off with Fast Times at Ridgemont High even though he was uh just the writer on that and of course Zack Snyder so I watched Dawn of the Dead 2004 nice dude uh funny enough Fast Times at Ridgemont High I don't love that movie but I'll always have a soft spot for it because my dad loves it he's always like (laughs) he'll, he'll slip in a Spicoli joke every now and then what and, movie uh, does not get better with a like just over the top stoner caricature in it? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good point. Spicoli's great. He is. Um, so is the teacher who comes and teaches him U.S. history at the end. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, then I watched Tenebre, which is a Dario Argento film. Um, I was a fan, but not a huge fan. I like Deep Red a little bit more. Followed that with the Royal Tenenbaums, Wes Anderson's masterpiece um, in preparation for Asteroid City, which I saw yesterday, uh, which I have kind of conflicting thoughts on, but in general, I liked it. Uh, Then I watched Three Colors Blue, the first movie in the Three Colors trilogy, and it made me like not even sad to a point of I want to cry sad to the point of like making me feel sick and like just gross and empty oh my god Uh, yeah (laughs) um so I followed that with an upper slumber party massacre um (laughs) it's a really fun watch uh a throwback to a simpler slasher time despite some of the grosser studio mandates on nudity and then 
watched Captain America Civil War because I wanted to do some homework for this pod. And I also watched Chronicle because I wanted to do some homework for this pod. And I finished out the week uh, a couple hours ago driving all the way to Oak Brook for Past Lives, which is a pretty interesting watch for me. Uh, how close to the top 20 is it? It's not in the top 100 for me. Um, Whoa. Whoa. You know, yeah, I gave it a 9 out of 10, uh, which is the fourth highest grade I've given a movie that's come out this year. Um, realistically, the third highest, because Creed 3 is just Creed 3. Um, but in general, it it's succeeded but i it made me want to watch movies that are better at doing what it tried to do um i think the before trilogy is doing pretty much the same thing as this but fleshes out its characters more and its pacing is a little bit better that said though this wasn't eight out of ten the last track on this on the score is so amazing that it bumped it up a full point for me. Um, it is called See You, and the score is from Christopher Bear and Daniel Rawson, who I am not really familiar with much of their work. It was one of the one of the best score pieces I've heard in a long, long time. Wow. Wow, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. So I mentioned that I didn't get to see Asteroid City or Past Lives as uh leading up to this pod but i do have intentions of seeing both in the next two days i have to ask for both of those are they time movies um are you a wes anderson guy like do you love his style i mean fantastic mr fox in my top 10 yeah but what else like like do you like tenenbaums french dispatch uh the only one i've i've seen is uh grand budapest okay do you like the it, it's asteroid city is um very it's like wes anderson's bow is afraid like all these guys are just getting their their chance to make their passion projects it's interesting um i'd love to talk about it with you once you see it though i think uh it'll be an interesting discussion that said i don't know if it's a time movie past lives is probably more of a time movie um there is references to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind in this movie, which I was oh. so happy to see. But generally, um, if you have seen the trailer and like the trailer, I think that you'll like it. It's It really is just the trailer. <laughs> okay. I avoided it, but I read the synopsis and it just screamed, wow, I'm really going to like this movie. Okay, yeah. Um, I would say temper your expectations a little bit. Okay, I appreciate it. I, I'm glad you said what you did during your little rant there. So um, I think I should be good to go. But I'll fill you in next pod when we get uh, get there. Perfect. Um, all right, you ready to dive into this bracket after my 21 movies? I'm so ready. This one has been long overdue. You know, we don't do a whole lot of, like, crazy superhero talk i think this is a chance for both of us to flex our muscles and show off how much of you know nerds and losers we are yeah i i agree so in the top left of this bracket um 
we're doing MCU movies, and the general rule throughout this entire thing is we tried to keep it to about one movie per sub-franchise. So, like, if Iron Man appears, then there's not going to be Iron Man 2 or 3. Um, and we will break down the matchups when we get there. The bottom left, we have Marvel that is not in the MCU. And then in the top right, we have DC movies just in general. And in the bottom right, we have Unaligned, which are movies that are not in either the Marvel or DC realm. You ready to just uh, jump in with our first matchup in the top left? Absolutely. I think this is going to be a quick one, so let's kind of get this thing rolling. Um, For me, at least, this is a no-brainer. For anyone that doesn't know, Avengers Infinity War is easily the best MCU movie to me. It is arguably the best comic book movie, in my opinion. It's at least my favorite or second favorite across the Spider-Verse is really... uh, really made me think about it but i like ragnarok it does not compete with infinity war here uh yeah i think this is a pretty pretty clear infinity war win um and i'll dive into my issues and likes about infinity war later but uh ragnarok just in general not really made for me uh it was cool to see this is one of the movies in the MCU that I think you can feel the director's presence of on most, because um, Taika's hands are just all over this thing. Uh, Ag- agreed. And it's fun because of it. It feels different than... And this is before, like, I know the MCU still hasn't, like, gone too crazy away from the formula, but this was the first movie that felt a little unique. It, it really dove into the, the campiness, a lot of comedy. It made a, a darker you know, grittier, kind of cheesy in the wrong ways Thor character and made him a lot more fun. I think this is the Thor that the MCU pivoted towards uh, post-Ragnarok, which was a pretty good sign. Yeah, um, I agree. And it is visually cool at, at a couple of moments, but just generally not not incredibly impressive to me. Infinity War moves on. Cool. At right. this one again kind of an easy battle we have captain america civil war versus spider-man no way home i think a lot of people are going to be upset with this one but i am i am i'm leaning really heavy civil war here yeah this one honestly kind of stumps me when i look at it um i i rewatched civil war the other day just because um i i hadn't seen it since it came out and so wanted to refresh the memory it is shot like nauseatingly poorly. Um, this is a the the camera work in this film is like legitimately terrible, especially during the action scenes. Um, and that's surprising because it it is the Russos and most of their stuff. I feel like you can cut and paste in camera work from any any director ever, and you'll get a pretty accurate result. This was like. As bad as Prince of Persia action scenes. Um, there, There is some lousy. I agree. I just, I feel like, I know that you're not a big MCU guy, but I keep coming back to that, like, final 20 minutes with Cap versus Iron Man versus Bucky, Tony finding out about his parents. Like, some of the bigger moments in this movie hit a lot harder for me than Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, that's fair, and this does set up kind of the Avengers failure that's coming in Infinity War, um, which I was able to appreciate a little bit more on a rewatch, 
But two more gripes I have. The airport battle scene in this is 20 minutes long and has zero consequences. What are you like, talking about? Rod- Rody gets paralyzed. Oh, yeah. Okay. It has I'm one ki- consequence. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. I, I, I hear you, but I can make these arguments for No Way Home. I guess May dies in the, in the first fight, but aside from that, all of the Spideys live at, at, at the end of No Way Home. Yeah. Um, Toby getting like, stabbed and nothing happening is so, so dumb. For me, like, why this is so easy is Civil War, if you listen to the Top 10 Blast movies pod, this was one of my, like, favorite theater experiences. This movie just had, like, a, like an element to it that I was not replicated for me with No Way Home. Even with the hype of McGuire and Garfield coming back, I just felt like the script, it didn't earn its big moments, whereas Civil War, I felt like, did such a great job of introducing Black Panther, introducing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. interweaving these things with a a great not not darker but like cool revisiting of the past movies and the mistakes the avengers made and breaking up the avengers like you said leading to arguably the best story in the MCU with Avengers Infinity War I like what they do with Cap I like what they do with Iron Man I I think this just it works better I think it's a a better made and more enjoyable movie for me on rewatch. That's well said, and I think I think you're right. I think uh, Civil War does advance. I do want to say one more thing about it, though. This movie is when I stopped being able to figure out who was in the Avengers. Ooh, okay. Like, Why? Because when, there's just too many? Yeah, because there's like 40 fucking superheroes, and one of them is just a dude with a jetpack. Like, it's, it's dumb. I don't... I think that it overcrowded the Avengers, but um, I digress. Let's just move on. Um, Civil War, and you know I hate uh, No Way Home for a number of reasons. Yeah, this was great. I'm I'm glad you identified the gripes with Civil War, but I think we could have made a laundry list of gripes with No Way Home. Yeah, no, you absolutely can the rewatch was incredibly frustrating for me the moments that i thought were awkward in the theater were even more awkward on demand and uh yeah so let's let's save that for another pod let's move on here next matchup we have a three versus six seed this is iron man one versus the first guardians of the galaxy so for me when i saw this matchup immediate reaction was wow what a tough draw for Iron Man here. The the movie that kicked it off, that set the groundwork, that put RDJ back on the map, has to deal with arguably the best, if not, like, at worst, like a top five MCU movie. It's one of the better comic book movies ever made, in my opinion. It's it's damn near, it's not perfect, but it it's unbelievable. And I think that it clears Iron Man pretty clearly here. Would you agree? Uh, I actually don't agree. I was, I was going to argue for Iron Man here. Um, I mean, Iron Man is the one who started the thing that I hate the most in the world. Uh, but (laughs) this is genuinely great and near perfect. And it had to be perfect to put the MCU in the position that, that it kind of rose to. Um, 
Guardians does have like that charm of of the James Gunn style that kind of sets it apart from any other MCU movie. Uh, and this is the best in the trilogy of Guardians movies, in my opinion, which a lot of people think is Guardians 3. And it introduces us to a lot of great characters, doesn't take itself too seriously. I feel like this this movie should be my pick, but Iron Man just has that dog in him. I don't know. I understand the take, and I like the whole narrative that you're bringing with. This is the one that kicked it off, and the fact that it's become this successful is a testament to how powerful Iron Man was. Mm-hmm. That's a great argument, but I can make a better one for Guardians. Yes, Iron Man kicked off the MCU and got the ball rolling, but I would argue that Guardians 1 set the groundwork for what the MCU template became 2014 phase like two and a half, three and beyond. Everything became Guardians after Guardians in, in terms of the comedic relief, the, the, the action set pieces, everything kind of the tone of Marvel changed. Like, the Infinity Stones are introduced in Guardians 1. Thanos is referenced a lot. Like, everything, like, leading up to Infinity War really started with Guardians. Yes, it was teased in Avengers, but Thanos didn't really feel real or relevant until Guardians 1. I think that, I think this is more so what kept and sustained the MCU. Iron Man may have kicked it off. I think Guardians was, like, the linchpin that kept everything together. Okay, I... I like the argument, and we can have Guardians move on, but I will say um, my argument here could be that uh, is is the groundwork that Guardians laid leading to the downfall of the MCU with that formula? Sure, that's fair. I, I mean, we all knew that it was going to come to an end. I think, yeah, we, we've moved Guardians on, so too bad, but an easy argument, too, could have been that Iron Man, yes, started it. Guardians may have taken over the formula, but this thing all ended with Iron Man and the end of it. And yeah. Endgame wrapped up with the end of Iron Man's story. So, again, I, I think this is just a really tough matchup. You put Iron Man against almost anyone else in this Mar- MCU side of the bracket, they're probably coming out, but just tough draw. Fair enough. Um, all right, last matchup of this first round of the top left is Avengers Endgame versus Black Panther. So I'm really torn here and I think that your opinion will be the deciding factor here. I would argue that the first hour of Avengers Endgame is peak MCU. The way that it defied expectations, killing Thanos off the rip. We have to see how the Avengers deal with loss and grief and tragedy and it was a, a great start to that movie. I don't feel like the, the the rest of the movie holds up. Yes, it's a great fan service piece for us MCU dorks, but I'm not sure it holds up as well as a movie. Yeah, I, I It's up in the top 10 for me in MCU movies just because I was such a fan and this was like a big moment for me in my like movie nerd life. But I would argue BP is the better movie. Where do you stand? I completely agree. I, I, In my notes, I have written down that the first 20 minutes of Endgame are the best part of the MCU. But then you have another three fucking hours. So, <laughs> And the rest yeah. of the three hours, I really wasn't a fan of. Uh, I thought it was mostly just CGI BS. And 
just bringing bringing back and enforcing the idea that actions have no consequences in the MCU, which is my biggest issue with the with the franchise. And you could argue that yes, Avengers Endgame was like culturally significant in the sense that it wrapped up this this Marvel Cinematic Universe and this 10-year journey and I can talk talk ages about, you know, the trailers, the hype, the Fandango crashing, you know, when ticket sales started, like the special moments. But I don't know. I, I feel like Black Panther is equally, if not more, culturally, culturally significant. Yeah, I, I agree. The other thing I, I wanted to note about Black Panther is it easily has the best soundtrack in the MCU. Oh, with, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I would argue it has the best villain in the MCU. I am torn. I mean, he's easily top three. I really like Killmonger. I'm not sure if he's my favorite. I'm due for an MCU rewatch. It's been harder since Phase 4. I'm kind of out of the MCU love train. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's great. I, I, I prefer Thanos, but I, I understand the Killmonger take. And um, I think Black Panther has the best world building in the MCU. It has... It establishes Wakanda, and I think it really does a great job at showing what what this place is and how kind of I, I don't know amazing it is. No, you're onto something. And like one of the great things about the Raimi trilogy is that the city of New York felt like a character. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wakanda is the only city or only country in in the MCU that like feels like a character in the sense like it's a it's a key aspect of the story in my yeah. opinion. No, I, I agree. I don't know. I, 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 Endgame ranks higher for me on my list, but I think Black Panther just pulls away at the end of the second half here, wins by like seven points. I, I, I like Black Panther moving on. Sweet. All right, that, that concludes the top left uh, first round of the MCU. Um, so moving into the bottom left, we have our second Marvel quadrant. This is Marvel, but not in the MCU. And we're starting off with the, probably the easiest one um, of, of the entire bracket. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse versus Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. I, I threw in Silver Surfer instead of the first film just because I loved it a little bit more as a kid. Dude, I was just going to say, I I love these Fantastic Four movies. They are such a a key aspect of my childhood. I remember these theater experiences. I remember like falling in love with Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. I, I really like this crew. I like Chris Evans as as uh, Johnny Storm. Torch, yeah. yeah, but who are we kidding? Across the Spider Verse is arguably the best superhero movie of all time. It's, I mean, it's it's a technical masterpiece. Yeah, it's impossible that this thing doesn't move on. This would be a a buy if i wanted it to be but i did just want to shout out uh rise of the silver surfer i i i have so many fond memories watching and re-watching this when i was like really really young and i love uh like all of the leads like you said i think they're a really charismatic bunch and silver surfer is incredibly cool still to this day pretty so cool solid special effects in this movie as well for him agreed I remember the theater experience. I like it's so crazy. I mean, when did this movie come out? Like oh seven? Oh, uh, it's gotta be around there. 
and we were young i mean either way i remember being in the theater and just being floored the first time we see silver surfer and dr doom goes to face off with him and he just gets fucking macked um they're out in like the like this like ice i don't know they were there somewhere i just remember dr doom getting his ass kicked or like teleported or something yeah just cool cool moments in that movie with silver I, surfer i really wish that we could uh get another like movie with him i think seeing a modern interpretation of silver surfer would be really fucking cool too bad it's gonna happen in the mcu i think it could have been something special that is a shame um i thought about including blade on this list but there's a blade movie coming to the mcu in a little bit so i didn't really know and I, i decided to leave him off blade could have made a run man i at least you put silver surfer like at least a little hint of our childhood yeah um, all right, next up, we have a 4-5 matchup. This is uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 versus Deadpool. Dude, I'm I'm really torn with this one. I, you know, my, my heart is telling me that Raimi 2 needs to move on, but I just have a blast with Deadpool every time I watch it. In fact, I think I've, I've revisited Deadpool a couple more times than Spidey 2. I prefer Raimi 1 to Raimi 2 anyways. Really? Um yeah, I do. I, I just I think it's because of Defoe and Green Goblin. I think it's a great origin story. It really kind of, yes, there was Blade. Yes, there was X-Men. But I think, you know, Raimi 1 is the reason we're here talking all of these superhero movies. I think it was it was something really special. And I don't know. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing. I just have a fun memory of seeing Deadpool in the theaters. I got a ticket for BVS. Chose not to see it. Thank God the theatrical cut sucks and snuck into Deadpool at 16 years old and just had a blast. And I think I'm leaning Deadpool. You know, I'm I'm not mad at that. Um, Spider-Man 2 holds up fairly well, but all of these movies are just very unintentionally funny now. And um, it makes a lot of the serious beats in Spider-Man 2 a little tough for me, uh, in my opinion. Like, even when they're passing along Spider-Man down the train, oh, it's just a kid. Bro, that guy is 30 years old at least. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It just That's so funny. Like that was a thing. Like every every person that played a teenager was north of 32 years old. Yeah. It just really hasn't aged that well and it's hard I I I love Sam Raimi's other work. I think a lot more than Spider-Man and uh Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. Um and so this is just not really my favorite of his projects. That said... Do we have an upset alert here? Yeah, I, th- I think we do. Deadpool is is still really funny. I mean, it still holds up. It's been, what, like six or seven years since this came out, I think. Yeah. And um, it's... it's Reynolds is it's like one of watch. the three actors who could who could make this part work, I think. And it, it works really well. I, I like Deadpool to move on here. Yeah, this, I, I love it. I'm not going to argue anymore. I, I'm glad this moves on. It's probably going to get shelled in the second round, but that's okay. All right, this is one that I'm very nervous about, and I'm hoping we agree on, because, oh no, Ty's, Ty's Grimace right now is saying otherwise. We have a three versus six matchup, X-Men Days of Future Past versus The Amazing Spider-Man. All right. I'm only smiling because I knew that you would be worried. I I have a couple thoughts. I just want to say that 
the X-Men movies as a whole have been very scattered. There really is no true continuity. All of the movies are all over the place. Some of them are good. Some of them are great. Some of them are okay. Some of them are just downright terrible. But I feel like everyone agrees that Days of Future Past is easily one of the best and a really fun watch. They do a good job interweaving the past and the new. I think it's a good story. I love Fastbender as Magneto, but I'm glad they brought back the old crew as well. With that said, I just don't connect to the X-Men nearly as much as I connect to Tasm and as much as I connect to the character of Spider-Man. Yeah. And with that said, Tasm just holds more of a place in my heart. I, I can't move on Days of Future Past over Tasm. I, I wish our listeners could hear my smile right now because I am just ear to ear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, The Amazing Spider-Man, this is my favorite Spider-Man, you know? Um, it, it I think this gets the origin story right the best out of any of them. Um, and I think Andrew is the most charismatic Spider-Man. And uh, this is also the greatest romance in comic book history, the start yep. of it it backpacks this duology it it's yeah gwen and peter in this are just perfect and i think that that will be a cornerstone to any tasm argument going forward in this tournament awesome um all right last matchup of the miscellaneous marvel movies we have logan versus the original x-men this is pretty much a no-brainer for me even though we have similar opinions on logan yep and I'm going to save my opinions for Logan in the next round. With that said, X-Men is just far too dated. X2 is way better. Logan is the clear choice here and needs to move on. Sweet. Um, all right, let's not waste time. Top right, the start of the DC. And talking with uh, some of my friends, I showed a couple people this bracket before we started recording this pod, and... Everybody pretty much said the same thing. On the, on the left side, you can tell who's going to come out of these quadrants. On the right side, it's kind of more of a toss-up. So the first matchup we have is the Batman versus the Suicide Squad, which is James Gunn's version, not the Jared Leto one. Let's hear your take. I will listen to a the Suicide Squad argument, but give me a break. Yeah. I think the Batman is just a culturally significant impactful movie not even just to like a a large mass of people but just me personally i've said before that this movie motivated me to become more than any other rocky movie ever did it it's super well made not to say that the suicide squad isn't it's a super fun watch it's easily one of the better dceu movies but the batman clears it's not close i completely agree the Suicide Squad is genuinely funny, though, and it was cool to see James Gunn reimagine like this failure that happened a few years back. Also, I think the only good Idris Elba movie I've seen. Mm, oh yeah, I mean at least like where he's like in a lead role, because yeah. I would argue Extraction Two was awesome. I can't wait for you to see it. Okay. Uh, fun watch but no i'm with you man i i had a really good time with this movie i like sly as you know king shark whatever that character is yeah i really like john cena and idris elba having that rivalry they they made rick flag cool after just an abysmal 2016 character 
they they just took everything that was wrong with the first one and made it way better. They made a character named Ratcatcher 2.0 and Polka Dot Man, just awesome characters. Yeah. Something you you don't see too much. So props to Gun, but tough matchup here. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um all right, next up. This is one that I think uh, could piss some people off. We have Superman, starring Chris Reeve, versus Man of Steel. If we were 40 years older, I think this would be a no-brainer, but we're not 40 years older. Man of Steel is so much better. I like Thank it so God. much better. This is this is my Superman. Henry Cavill is my Superman. This kicked off the DCU. It kicked off what could have been a great cinematic universe. I'm really going to miss this version of the character, this archetype of what the DCU stood for. I think this is a fantastic movie. It's one of my favorite comic movies of all time. I, I'm glad we agree here. Um, Superman, I revisited this week because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Um, great performance from Chris Reeve. Uh, he is made to play Superman. That said, like not much else is really great in this. Uh, bad Lex Luthor, mid Lois Lane, bad Jor-El, played by... Um, Marlon Brando? Yeah, Brando. I did not like Jor-El in this. And I think the, the thing that really sets it apart and makes it a clear Man of Steel victory for me is uh, the, the very dumb climax of this, where Superman... Simply <laughs> turns back time by flying around the world in the opposite direction until it starts spinning the wrong way. That is so laughable now. Um. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I wish we had, you know, either one of our dads or, you know, a, a neighbor. I, I have a, a person in mind right now. My my uncle's lake house, I've got a neighbor that is a total dork like us that believes in the experience of movies and was talking about the experience he had with the, the original Superman and how this is one of his favorite comic book, comic book movies. So, like, I understand the argument for older people, for our dads, for yeah. grandpas. Sorry. This is... Man of Steel's our shit. We own that. This is moving <laughs> on. We, um... I will say, I watched this with my mom and I did not remember the ending of him of him flying around and reversing the spin of the earth. And she just goes, Oh, you're not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's okay. All right. Moving on. This is another one that I think is going to upset a lot of people. And I pray we're on the same page here. We have the three seed, the dark Knight versus the six seed, Zack Snyder's justice league. Get that whack ass Dark Knight out of here. Yeah. Snyder Snyder cuts moving on. I I have expressed my gripes with the Dark Knight many times before. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent. I think this is worthy of its own pod at some point, but I I like Rises more to begin with, but I just I don't think this movie is as special as everyone says it is. And I had a far better viewing experience, like hype build up. Um, just like revisiting the scenes afterwards, like all of the special things that make a great movie great and special to me. I had all of these moments more with the Snyder cut than I ever did with the dark Knight. No arguments for me. Um, I think the dark Knight is as special as a lot of people say. I just 
think the Snyder Cut is maybe a little more special. Um, I think the Dark Knight is amazing. Uh, it's practically flawless, and it kickstarts, or not kickstarts, it, it is pretty much what puts comic book movies on the map as like, oh, this can be more than just a comic book movie. Um, Agreed. Agreed. That said, Zack Snyder's Justice League is very um, important to me, and we'll dive into that later when maybe we get to a better matchup, Uh, but for now, let's let's just move on. Agreed. Let's keep it rolling. Alright, last up in the DC category is Mask of the Phantasm versus... Watchmen, Zack Snyder's. I'm, I'm willing to listen to an argument for either one. I, I'm gonna leave this to you. I will say, I do feel that Mask of Phantasm is a better adaptation of a of a comic book or past story. I think that it does the animated series a lot of justice. I think that Watchmen is a great comic book adaptation. Or graphic novel adaptation, but I, I lean Mask of Phantasm unless there's a good argument for Watchmen. Uh, yeah, I, I'm on the same page with you. Mask of the Phantasm is my favorite Batman movie. Uh, this is, I think, perfect. It's, uh, but Watchmen is also awesome. Um, you get the "You're locked in here with me" scene. That's Rorschach so... is one of my favorites, man. I just, it's funny. I was on TikTok this morning. And it was showcasing the and not the ending, but when Doctor Manhattan gets beat and he realizes that to save humanity he has to take the downfall for all of the uh, like nuclear explosions that have created world peace. Yeah. And Rorschach refuses to um, live with it. He he's gonna die die on that hill and won't give up his morality and his and his moral code. I think yeah. that's an awesome scene. But Mask of Phantasm is better. I agree. Um, Watchmen is though, real quick. It's it's more sophisticated than most uh, than most comic book movies are. I think it actually trusts the viewer quite a bit with just thinking. <laughs> I would say it's it's maybe the most mature or sophisticated superhero movie. Can you think of any others that come to mind? Maybe. Well, maybe one that's on this bracket that I'm looking at right now, but I don't know. I think this could be. I think this could be the one. Yeah, in I that think, category. I, I I would agree. All right, um, let's move it on to the unaligned quadrant of this bracket. We have starting off Unbreakable versus Megamind. Uh, Ty texted me and asked me to sub in Megamind for Brightburn earlier this week, and I was happy to. Uh, that said, though, I was surprised because he said Megamind could make a run, and in the first round it's going against what I thought would be his his hill to die on for his champion of this of this bracket. You know what? You make a great point. <laughs> However, I haven't seen Unbreakable in a while. It's point one. But, and again, recency bias is a scary thing. I think it's my least favorite of the trilogy. You know, it's it goes split then it's like 2A, 2B with Glass and Unbreakable. I'm not sure yet. Um, and frankly, I think that Brightburn is not good at all. And uh, Unbreakable, yeah, would have cle- Unbreakable would have cleared. And I think Megamind, there's, there's a true argument to be made for this movie. There's some good themes for it being a kid movie, you know, 
finding your path despite what everyone wants you to do and becoming your own person and owning that and I don't know just trying to find your place in the world there's great comedy I love this is one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies um sneaky good Brad Pitt performance uh <laughs> as you know the pseudo superhero superman character Jonah Hill uh is it Tina Fey as the lead girl I, I want to say it is yeah and I think this is just really iconic it's become become a meme there's a lot of great megamind edits on TikTok I think this movie is more special I've revisited revisited it more than most superhero movies and I'm not even being funny when I say that. I watched this as a ton, of, watched this ton as a kid, and I I come back to it every now and then. It's it's one my family like one one my mom quotes all the time. You were right, I was less right. There's a lot of great quotes, a lot of great moments in this movie. I I can't believe uh, we're agreeing on this. I I also think Unbreakable is the weakest in the trilogy. My ranking is Glass Split, and then Unbreakable cool um it's a cool ending but nothing super super crazy to me i i love this megamind moving on here let's do it there we go a good upset awesome the next one i think is pretty much a no-brainer unless you are a ron perlman fanboy oh god dude you scare you scared me when i saw this matchup because i don't think you're a sky high truther but sky high clears here Oh yeah, I I completely agree. I watched Hellraiser for the first time not long or Hellboy, sorry, for the first time not long ago, and I was just not impressed at all. I really just don't like it. <laughs> but I I love Sky High. This is a childhood classic. It's it's one of those that you know I'm afraid to rewatch and realize how bad it is. But I loved it as a kid. I you know I'm a big Kurt Russell guy. It's it's a no brainer for me. Same here. Um, cool. Moving on, we have one that we might disagree on. We have uh, the three seed, The Incredibles, versus the six seed, The Mask. I'm I'm torn here, man. I really love The Mask. I really so do. do I. <laughs> oh man! But come on, dude, give me a break. The Incredibles is just it's an it's an iconic animation movie it's it's one of the one of pixar's best it's arguably one of the better comic book movies or not comic book movies but superhero movies ah man this is killer you know brad bird deserves better we surely we can't have the mask move on here right uh i would i would love for it too um i will ask though i i wanted to ask who is your favorite of the incredibles like who's your favorite character there mr incredible but Frozone, honorable mention. Okay, fair. For me, you? it's Frozone and Dash. Okay, I mean, yeah, those are good takes. Awesome. Uh, that said, it The Incredibles holds up very well. Uh, but with the sequel, I think it knocks it down a little bit. I'm, I really dislike the sequel. Um, the Mask is an all-time great Jim Carrey performance. It has yeah, awesome it VFX throughout the entire movie, uh, despite when it was made. And it is just a like wildly good time. And I wish they still made movies like this today. I oh, that's a that's a great final point. It's just one of those movies you don't get anymore, and you're really you're making this hard for me. I I think that 
my only true argument for the Incredibles right now is that I can make a good argument for it the rest of the way, whereas the mask, I'm not so sure. So I don't know if that's a good enough argument for the Incredibles. Yeah, I'll, I don't I'll, think I'll it is. You... Oh, I'm with it. I, I'm like vividly thinking of the scene in the mask where he, he asks him, like, where's my money? And like he pulls out the like the typewriter and he acts like an accountant and Jim Carrey's like crunching the numbers and like dodging bullets and stuff <laughs> on stage and then like does the fake dying performance in the guy's arms. Yeah. There's it's, some good stuff. I Carrey's great, man. I am so sad that he is done acting. Uh, that's, yeah. it's One a tragedy. Of the greats. Um, yeah. All right. Last matchup of this then is Scott Pilgrim versus Chronicle. This is a very, very easy one for me. Yeah, so there's a story behind this. I was a Chronicle truther pretty much since I saw the movie. This was one of my favorite movies in middle school when I saw it for the first time. How cool is this? Like, imagine getting powers with your boys and just, like, flying, moving moving cars and shit. Like, what a great movie to see when you're in middle school or, like, great movie to have in the background at, like, a party in high school. With that said, I showed it to my roommate about three months ago does not hold up. Dane nope. DeHaan is just not a not a good actor. How not, has not he gotten actor. parts? He is in Oppenheimer. Is he really? <laughs> like, I'm always rooting for him, but man, he is one just, sorry man, but hard to look at. Plus, he just can't deliver lines. Yeah, I, yeah, he's just not, he's not an apex predator. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I saw 20 minutes of Scott Pilgrim before I got pulled into some more disaster meetings, and it's one of the more fun, just different movies I've seen in a while. I was all in. Too bad I didn't get to finish it before this pod. I was having a great time, and this is an easy Scott Pilgrim win for me. Okay, awesome. I'm glad we agree. Uh, I watched Chronicle for the first time this week. Was shocked at how bad Dane DeHaan was even back then. (sighs) Um I did think the found footage approach was pretty cool, and I actually thought it worked fairly well for this genre. Um, I would love to see somebody else kind of attempt that. That said, also weird Michael B. performance and not really any sort of coherent plot. This is, I mean, you said Brightburn was terrible. This is pretty much on the same level for me. This is not what if Superman was a bad guy. It's what if... Superman was the school shooter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does not hold up. This was a great movie in middle school. I remember the trailer for this. I was all in. Um, I have one more thing I want to talk about because Chronicle's not moving on. Does Michael B. Jordan just play himself in every role? I'm yes. sorry. Like, I, I love MBJ, but he literally is just MBJ in every role. Uh, the only exception, I think, is Fruitvale. He gives a actually like yeah. really good performance in Fruitvale, but everything else he is just Michael B. <laughs> I, I I like that take. I'll, I'll live with that. Um. All right. You ready to kick it back up to the MCU for our Sweet oh. Sixteen? I am so excited. You know, it's funny that we're doing this. I I've lost my love for the MCU, but just even talking about these just really it takes me back to a simpler time. That's awesome. Um. Our first matchup of this round is. Infinity War versus Civil War, the two wars. Um, this is pretty easy for me. Yeah, me too. I think that, it, for me at least, both of these are 
top tier MCU. It just so happens I think Infinity War is just light years beyond anything else the MCU has produced, and I'm I'm leaning IW here. Sweet, I'm glad. I'm glad we agree. Uh, I already gave my gripes on Civil War. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling then. We All got right. Guardians and BP next. Yeah, this is one that I think I might fight you on. Ah, it, dude, Guardians is it's top two MCU for me. It's, Racist. Uh, I knew I knew that car was gonna get pulled. It's funny. I just did a TikTok where I like did blind rankings of ten Marvel movies, and yeah. it, it goes like. When you get a movie, you lock it into a place and you can't change it. Yeah. And I was making a great list, and I only had, like, the number three and the number seven spot left on my list, and BP2 popped up. And I'm like, ah, this is not three. <laughs> Put it at seven. <laughs> at least three comments. Like, hmm, what's going on here? <laughs> so I was waiting for that bomb drop. But um, I'm sorry, man. I do not love Black Panther. It's good. I don't think it's nearly as great as Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not even sure it's, like, close. Ah, uh, okay. Um, you know, I think what it comes down to to me, I do prefer Black Panther to Guardians. I think they're both fine movies. Uh, I just, I think I like Coogler, Coogler's style a little more than Guns. Um, but I'm not, I'm not terribly mad. You can have Guardians here. Um, it's fine. Wow, I was ready to battle, man. I had a couple great points here, a couple good counterpoints. Um, but great, I I will just save them. Let Let's go, Guardians. Yeah, you know, I think, I think the reason I'll I'll agree with you on Guardians is the the last like twenty minutes. Um, Black Panther devolves into CGI shit, and Guardians has one of the funnier climaxes of any movie. Oh, you knew that argument was coming. I have another one, too. Maybe you disagree, but I just so happen to think that, one, the Killmonger character is the far more interesting character um, in Black Panther versus Chadwick's yeah, I agree. Uh, T'Challa. I would also argue that Civil War is a better Black Panther movie. His character arc is way better. Yeah, I, maybe I, so. So those are my two points. You gave me guardians. I'll take it. Let's let's keep this thing rolling. All right. This is another no-brainer, though. Uh, we have in the bottom left across the Spider Verse versus Deadpool. Peak Verse is moving on. I don't need to make. This is crazy. I'm I'm not sure I'm gonna have to make an argument until the final four. And yeah. You'll agree with me, but like at least the audience needs to hear my take on this. Okay. I'm glad. Um we've set our piece on Deadpool so I think we can just move on The Amazing Spider-Man versus Logan Alright Let's piss some let people me, off Let me take this one I think that I think that we can kind of tag team Logan here and just bully bully Logan a bit I'm sorry this is one of the most overrated superhero movies of all time in my opinion I'm not saying it's bad I'm not saying it's not good either but I can't get past the child actor. Like, like one-third, maybe two-thirds of this movie is beyond annoying to me. I feel like the ending just, it didn't hit for me the way that it did for a lot of other people. Tasm just feels way more special, and, and like I felt a lot more of the emotions and, and story beats in Tasm. It works better as a full three-act story. 
for Logan, I can only get through like an act and a half of this movie before I'm just checked out. Dude, I'm I'm so so glad we agree. Um, yeah, I Logan is. I, the first note I have written down here is overrated, but that doesn't mean bad. Um, I think Hugh Jackman's performance in this is fucking awesome, but like you said, the child actor holds it back. I think that some of the some of the plot devices don't really work for me. I didn't really like the like serum that he kind of like injects all the time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I also I don't maybe I just saw this at a weird time, but I couldn't get I I couldn't get past the villain like it being younger Logan. I didn't like that. I it made sense. It was cool, but again, it just like the special moments in this movie did not hit the way that it was supposed to. I Tasm agree. just it, it's Tasm for me. It wasn't even I never even like thought about that one. It was a no-brainer. Okay. It could be an age thing too. Uh The Amazing Spider-Man came out on my 10th birthday when I saw it. Yeah, awesome story. We'll always remember that day of just seeing the new Spider-Man, you know? Um, Logan, I didn't watch until I was probably 18 or 19. Okay. Yeah, I. it's funny. Logan came out on my birthday, and <laughs> I made my high school girlfriend take me to it, and it was just a big letdown. I expected way more. I expected to like it a lot more. I went and rewatched it again, and I liked it more, but just wasn't special and i think that's a perfect segue into an absolutely special birthday viewing experience in the batman who is now <laughs> matched up against man of steel and boy i'm torn the batman like unironically it, it changed me like it it, it <laughs> motivated it motivated me to to become more like to become rob pattinson like let go of of the hate don't let your scars destroy you. Become something more. With that said, I just, I love Man of Steel, man. It is, it's one of my favorites. And if I were to look at my, like, rankings of superhero movies right now, I can promise you Man of Steel is higher on that list. Higher than the Batman? It is. Oh, wow. Okay. So here's my case. Um, man of Steel is my favorite interpretation of Superman. Um it also is a movie that I have rewatched more and more as it's aged. I have not seen the Batman since it exited theaters. Um, Whoa. Also, though, Man of Steel has the perfect Lois Lane, the perfect Superman. I think Cavill is better than Chris Reeve, um, with respect to Chris Reeve for being an amazing Superman. And this is also one of the greatest scores of all time with Flight. Yep. Um top to bottom the score is phenomenal that said the batman is also fucking awesome i saw this four times in theaters so the rewatchability outside of theaters hasn't really been there for me yet but i saw it so many times in theaters who really cares um we finally got a detective batman movie this is sick you know uh it it brings the most grounded take on batman which i was a big big fan of and it is pretty much a flawless movie uh i am completely torn here too i have both of these at as 10 out of 10s what are yeah what are you leaning i'm having a really hard time Uh, my heart is telling me man of steel i i i think it's slightly more enjoyable for me i think if i rewatched both again i would change my mind 
for being three hours, the Batman is surprisingly really rewatchable, as you mentioned. It's I so well-paced. Yeah, it's fantastic. I will argue that I wasn't the... like. Although the scene was super cool and led to a fantastic finale, I wasn't a big fan of Batman having to fight a bunch of Riddlers. It felt like it took away from what was like awesome in this like Batman detective story. But again, awesome scene. So I don't know, I just I think top to bottom I prefer Man of Steel. I really like General Zod. I think I prefer him to the Riddler. I think that may be a hot take, but I think he's fantastic you in know, this in this story. I am so torn on this. I'm just gonna let you make that Man of Steel call. I love both of these movies so much for different reasons and yeah it was tough i like i know i'm leaning man of steel but that one pains me all right next up Zack snyder's justice league versus batman mask of the phantasm what do you think all right mask of phantasm is like the technical answer it's like a it's the perfect batman story but i think that you know, this is just a tough matchup for Phantasm only because the two of us are talking about it. I think both of us have such a, a deep, special connection to this movie. You know, every like month and a half, one of us is sending the broken boy scene mm-hmm. with Cyborg. Like, I'm not broken and I'm not alone. We, this movie hit in a way that Phantasm just never did. I, I remember, like, this movie, Snyder Cut did so much not just for the superhero genre, but like for movies as a whole. I mean, we got a a director's cut that like people said didn't even exist. And yeah. it was just a myth for two it's years, three dream. years. I mean, something like this will probably never happen again. It was just a once in a lifetime experience. Hopefully not, but up to this point, just nothing like it. I think this is a, a clear winner. I I agree. Uh, This hurts me because Mask of the Phantasm is my favorite Batman movie, like I said. And it is the most broken Batman we see. I think it is the best best Batman and Bruce Wayne that we see. Um, The I didn't count on being happy scene is like a weekly rewatch for me because I'm a masochist. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) so is the broken boy scene uh, because I need to lift the spirits after that one. (laughs) I... This movie is so beautiful, and All the right. cyborg character is one of my favorites. Maybe I'll need to use that in my my argument in the next round. We'll see. Let's move on to SJL. Um, so far, I will say, by the way, when I filled out my own personal bracket here, uh, I have three of my four Final Four left. Um, we'll talk about really we'll quick. talk about what what I'm missing afterwards. Okay, I wanna I wanna do mine because I didn't fill this out before. All right. Um, next matchup we have is Megamind versus Sky High. This is a pretty clear answer for me. Um, it's funny. My my four are still in here. Awesome. Yep. But that may change. Um, Megamind is the clear winner here. Do you disagree? No, I completely agree. Um, okay. Both childhood favorites. Back then, I liked Megamind more, and right now, I like Megamind much, much more. So yeah, it holds up way better. All right, the next one, and um, I might, I might force a technicality on you here because you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim yeah, all the way you, through. Yeah, you have to. 
you have to. I, I understand this. I, I couldn't get through it. I was having a great time with it, but obviously I have a little more love for the mask because I've finished the movie. <laughs> yeah, I love Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, Edgar Wright is just such a visual genius, and this is completely excellent. It is highly stylized, insanely funny. Uh, that said, what The Mask does better for me is in Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim is dating a high schooler, and I think a lot of a, a lot of people think of Scott as the good guy in this movie when he is very much a shitty person throughout, and you haven't seen the whole thing, but he is pretty much just a dick to everybody, and um, for that reason, for audience interpretation and lack of ties finishing watching the movie, I'm, I'm going. I'm going with the mask. I love it, dude. I it's so funny that you brought that up. I if I had finished the movie and we got a full pod going about it, I was going to talk about it. It's a total anti-Steve thing. Like, I feel like you would have been very anti-Pilgrim with him dating an underage girl with him being just a complete asshole. I mean, clearly I was right. Yeah. It's the reason it's not moving on. So no, it's, I'm glad, uh, glad that got brought up. What does make this movie amazing for me is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is so fucking awesome as Ramona Flowers. She's one of my favorite favorite characters, favorite Manic Pixie Dream Girls out there. Um, she just, she's awesome in this. Agreed. All right, back to the top left. Infinity War versus Guardians. I think this is another easy one. Yeah, I've I've made it clear. This is my favorite MCU movie. We're moving Infinity War on. Sweet. Um, all right, and then next again, really no contest here. Across the Spider Verse versus the Amazing Spider Man. I'll let you uh, say your farewell to Tasm. The Amazing Spider Man is very special to me and um people are gonna hate this take and say oh all, all the comments are gonna roll in oh i woke up and i wanted to be different today the amazing spider-man 2 is my favorite spider-man movie um i think it encapsulates both what it means to be spider-man and what it means to be a spider-man movie um it's it's fun and it's visually so fucking awesome um, but that said, this is Tasm, and um, while it is one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite Spider-Man movies, it is not as good as Across the Spider-Verse, and it is I, I like Across the Spider-Verse more. Across the Spider-Verse is my second favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, that said, if you haven't rewatched these movies, go and rewatch these movies. They have aged so incredibly well. Across the Spider-Verse gets it because it is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, but Tasm is so special. I I love everything that you just said, and I agree about your Tasm take, or Tasm 2 take, in the sense that it encapsulates what it means to be Spider-Man, and encapsulates what it means to be a Spider-Man movie. I just so happen to think that Across the Spider-Verse does it way better. I know that Tasm 2 holds a special place in your heart, but I think technically speaking, I have a feeling you know I'm I'm not crazy when I say that. Yeah. No, I I, I know. I know. All right. Um, Let's move on. All right. Top right. Man of Steel versus Zack Snyder's Justice League. Please agree with me. I don't. 
Man of Steel is my favorite of the trilogy. Oh, dude. I know. Um, I have to fight will, you on this. Please do. I, I'm not against it. This is a, a close. It's not 1A, 1B, but Man of Steel just nearly edges it out. I... I don't know, I just I just happen to like this movie a little bit more as a movie. I think that Snyder Cut may be a little bit more special, but it is long. There are scenes in it that I don't feel need to be in it. It it drags at times. I don't understand the Martian Manhunter stuff. I don't know why he decided to make that retcon happen. There there are just a few little things that I always am able to flag or point out with Snyder Cut that I just can't with Man of Steel. And that's why I give it a slight edge. So my argument for this specific matchup is that I think I think I like Superman in Zack Snyder's Justice League more than I like him in Man of Steel. Whoa. Because, like, he what? Encapsulates Superman a little bit more? Yeah. I like that he comes out and he's he's pissed and he's he's got the black suit and he's fighting well he doesn't have the black suit at first but I, I like that he comes out resurrected and he's pissed off and he's fighting the justice league and then what brings him back the most human thing and the the most human part of superman is his love for lois lane um i think that works incredibly incredibly well also i have a couple of moments in man of steel that give me chills um his his first flight when that when that score oh. is blaring is fucking awesome, um, and there's the the ending with um, killing Zod again gives me chills every time of just seeing Superman break. He's he's like, fuck, I have to do this. But I've got a couple for you before you go because okay. I want you to really just hold on to these Man of Steel moments because I have a couple more for you. Okay, when. Superman is getting his ass beat by like the terraformer and he's getting beamed down while everyone in Metropolis is getting like sucked up into the sky and slammed down. Lawrence Fishburne's like holding out like to one of his employees, like, hey, we're gonna be okay. And then it like shows Superman flying into the terraformer, like fighting against the beam. I just get the chills of him like powering up for that. I'm like literally goosebumps right now. And then the final scene where it shows him showing up the Daily Planet, and Lois says, uh, "Hi, Clark. Welcome to the planet. Happy to be here." Lois smiles. Cut to the the title crawl. Just poetry, man. Just great, great ending. Great moments in this movie. So there, special. There are a lot of great moments in this movie, but you know what? One moment tops them for all of tops uh, all of those moments for me. Don't is, do it black suit superman arriving at the battle oh so and just good kicking ass that is one of my favorite score pieces ever it's called superman rising part two yep. it is so fucking awesome and i remember i literally when he showed up and blocked that axe i jumped out of my chair i was so excited yep Oh, and the best part about that is, you know, you're watching this movie the whole time and it's like you can point out all the little differences and like how it's different than Justice League. But then you get to the final battle, things are like shaping out to be pretty similar. And you're expecting, you know, I think in the original cut, the 2017, Superman says, you know, uh, I, I'm 
I know truth, but I'm, I'm also a big believer in justice. And you're not ready for him to jump scare and block the axe. Yeah. It's just such a great moment. Man, but like, yes, there's great Superman moments in this. I, I will say real quick, I have shown at least six of my friends who have not seen Zack Snyder's Justice League the not impressed moment, and all of them love it. I, I okay. listened to Superman Rising Part Two every day at work last summer. Yep. I'm I'm not. I don't think I can let you have this one. All right, I'll. I'm gonna bow down because you just got me thinking about one thing. I want to pull up something. Let me grab my phone. Give me All two right. seconds. All right. So Snyder Cut came out in 2021. All right. Yeah. So if I go to my Apple Replay, here, here are my top songs of 2021. Number one, Cyborg Becoming. So <laughs> Cyborg's theme song. Number two, Superman Rising Part Two. Nice. Number three, At the Speed of Force. Number six, Song to the Siren, the one that plays when Flash saves uh, Iris West. Nice. In front of the shop. Um. Number 17, Flight is Our Nature. Number 18, My Broken Boy. I this movie meant so much to me. I I'm not going to I'm not going to fight you on this. It's All right. It it can move on. Let's move it on. All right. And our last our last Elite 8 matchup is Megamind versus The Mask. I like The Mask, but I have not rewatched it nearly as much as I've rewatched Megamind. This was a big movie for me growing up it's wow. like it's still so quotable the i think the themes are stronger not that the mask was leaning for big you know powerful themes but i think this works better than the mask we're opposites here i've rewatched the mask much more than megamind um it's it's tough for me because the points you're making are are fair and they're like i mean it make it makes sense um but the mask is the mask man it's jim carrey it's fucking fun it's so fun <laughs> it's fun i just don't know if it if it it doesn't work nearly as much or doesn't feel as special of a movie to me but i agree it's fun it's made a great run i think it's met its match here i think megamind a movie that should have been on this bracket from the jump yeah, I can't believe I here. dropped the ball there. Um, I'll I'll give it to you though. Let's let's move on. Our final four okay, is hold, now. Hold on, before we move on, I'm not kidding you. Four for four on the final four. Because when I was like thinking about it, I I was torn between Man of Steel and Snyder Cut, and I knew I was going to make an argument for Man of Steel, but I leaned uh, ZSJL when I declared my four. Wow. Um, I'll throw out what my was final yours? four. It is my final four was. Iron Man, Across the Spider-Verse, ZSJL, and The Mask. All right, all right. Hey, I think I think we had a great we did a great job compromising here. I think we had a good list. We did. Um, all right, our final four though, for real, is Avengers: Infinity War, Spider-Man: Across the Spider-Verse, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and Mega Mind. Let's dive in with matchup one because I think it's a clear winner again. And yeah, I I agree. Like, 
I think that I should be the one to declare this because okay. I think it means more. I have, since the movie came out, been a firm believer that Avengers Infinity War was the best comic book movie I've ever seen. I never felt that The Dark Knight was better. I never felt Dark Knight Rises. Like, Raimi 2, Raimi 1. Like, I never felt like anything captured what Infinity War did until I saw Across the Spider-Verse. This is the only superhero movie that I ever considered to be in, like, my top 10 of all time. Yes, I love Infinity War, but it was never one of my favorite movies. Like, I never declared it as one of the best movies I had ever seen. But across the Spider-Verse, I mean, within 20 minutes, I knew, like, okay, this is basically Blade Runner 2049 meets The Matrix, meets Empire Strikes Back, meets all of these special, iconic movies. It was just an experience that, like, it, it almost topped the Infinity War experience, and I never thought that could happen. And with that said, I think this is the clear winner again. Sweet. Um, I'm glad we agree. For me, Infinity War, I mean, you know that I don't really like the MCU much, but I was impressed that finally they let the bad guys win. They they actually, the heroes lost. And just throwing it back to Tasm for a second, I think part of the reason why I like that movie is that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, he wins in every movie, but he loses as well and he he loses more than he wins um and that's something that i think is missing from the mcu it's there's never any sacrifice there's never any consequences and i think that infinity war is really hurt by endgame coming in and reversing that ending um what if what if we what if we let those characters die what if what if there is no way to save them what if what if um Endgame starts with just the characters trying to figure out how to cope with this uh, and, and kind of goes down that rabbit hole a little bit more than 20 minutes. Uh, I in, Infinity War could be really good, but I think it falls short for those for the lack of consequences. And it is still mostly just CGI battles and bullshit. Um, why doesn't Doctor Strange just cut off Thanos' arm when he has the gauntlet on? Like, we see him do that in the movie. The Wakanda battle is visually horrific, in my opinion. Um, but, it, I, I mean, Across the Spider-Verse is a near-perfect movie, if not perfect. Yeah, I like I said, I never thought that Infinity War would be dethroned for me as an MCU truther at the time. Mm-hmm. But just a special movie top to bottom you have to go uh across the spider-verse all right i'm hoping and now, we don't have to fight on this one too much this is just an, a horrible beat down my god <laughs> megamind with a, just a fantastic run to the final four loses by 39 points to snyder cut and that is why this is this is fau it's the mid-major that makes it to the final four and then yep. just doesn't know what to do um yep. Yeah, this is ZSJL all the way. And that brings us to our championship, which is across the Spider-Verse versus Zack Snyder's Justice League. So at some point, you got to look at this from an objective lens. I think that both of us... Why? Ha- because I want to. The Spider-Verse <laughs> is one of my favorite movies. I love Snyder Cut and what it did for me at the time, and I still like have a bookmark that with that cyborg quote. But I can acknowledge that I love Spider-Verse way more 
and it is a way better movie. And I cannot let you move Snyder Cut on. I'm sorry. That, that is crazy. This is way better. Yeah, it is. It's not, it's not close. It's not close. It's, oh my God! Stop it's it. not. It's not close. But uh, no across the Spider Verse is a much better movie, objectively. But subjectively, I prefer Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I don't care. I don't care. I I prefer Spider Verse. I do. I There's, I am letting you have this, but let me go on my speech so that you feel like a dick, because. Good. In my notes here, the first thing that I have written down is this means a lot to you and I's friendship. Um, I'm not Ugh. sure. I'm not sure you and I have this podcast today if Zack Snyder's Justice League doesn't come out and we're both not just geeking about it and smiling Ugh. ear to ear, talking about it every day. Um, oh, you're gonna make me cry. Yeah, this is it's it's a meaning it's a very meaningful movie for me, and it even though Across the Spider Verse is phenomenal and it is better in just about every way uh i i will always have the soft spot for zsjl for that reason um and it it just means so much to me you have the i'm not broken and i'm not alone quote um which taken with the context of the movie and Zack snyder's daughter's tragic passing i think means even more um it made me ball (laughs) And um, I, I love the your kid was one of them, Dad. One of the best oh. of the best. What a great Dude, scene that is too. Chills. Not only that, this dethroned No Way Home at the Oscars because Marvel fans begged for the Oscars to have some way for for the fan service to count, and instead ZSJL took the top two spots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it, man. I, you, you saved the best for the last, and there's no need to, to dampen the mood. Maybe Snyder Cut fell short here, but you couldn't have said it better. It, it's special to not just me, but to us as friends. It means a ton to Blast and why I wanted to start this thing in the first place. And uh, I'm glad you brought it up. You got me, you got me in the feels a little bit. I'm I'm glad. Um, that's that's the bracket in my in my um, personal one. I had the same championship. I had ZSJL winning just because personally I like it more, uh, even though it's not as good. That said, yeah. um, across the Spider Verse is our champion. Uh, they defeated Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, Deadpool, The Amazing Spider Man, Avengers: Infinity War. And finally, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, this was a really fun one. I I loved this bracket. I'd love to do... I, I think next on our list should be a horror movie bracket. Oh, that would be super fun. Super fun I, until we get to Hereditary. <laughs> yeah, then you just beat me down for 20 minutes. I Man, I these brackets are my favorite to do. I mean, even before we started doing podcasts, I mean, I'm talking like four or five years ago, we're sending... 64 team brackets and i'm like trying to fill it out on snapchat during my like barista shift at the library like no i can't make you a frappe i gotta i gotta pick between hellboy and sky high right now give me a break Um, yeah no i have um i have some of the old brackets we have uh 
right here, and the ones that I can find are Star Wars characters. I was just going to bring this one up. I was just going to bring this one up. <laughs> Horror movies, uh, directors. Wow, that's a crazy director's bracket. Um, actors and actresses, and uh, superhero characters rather than movies, which I think would also be a pretty fun one to do at some point. We have we have a couple that we could we could have some fun with, so stay tuned for those. Um yeah, but thank you everyone for listening. This was a really fun bracket to game plan and just go to war on at points. Uh one day we'll pump out a full on MCU pod and Ty will just rip his ears off halfway through because of my <laughs> slander. But we hope you enjoyed listening and we'll catch you next week on the Blast Podcast.